Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. Your hosts, me, Amanda Kingsley, and Tara, who is here with me, up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. I didn't cry. You did not cry. Yes. There's a reason I might have cried. And I might cry when we're done. Is that this is our final episode, which is both super sad and super exciting. Um, and many of you listeners have been on this amazing journey with us for, um, well, for 60 episodes. Tara, we recorded 60 episodes. I know. It blows my mind. <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, so today we're going to talk about, we're going to sort of close the show for you, um, encourage you to go back and listen because none of this, this stuff is like juicy gold nut. Like it's just magic in there. So go back and listen anytime. We will do the same. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely be listening to them again. The podcasts um, are on both our websites. Um, definitely reach out to us. But we're going to talk today about... Um, why we're following our callings to decide to close this podcast and what we learned in doing the podcast. Um, so we're going to talk about what we learned. Then we're going to do some really fun clips of our favorite episodes, come back on, tell you what we're up to in the future, where you can find us. Um, and then cry a little and close the show. <laughs> <laughs> cry a little, send virtual hugs. <laughs> hugs <laughs> Um, we did have a new review um, recently. So grateful. Tara, is that still in front of you? Oh, boy. Um, it's okay if it's not. Um, it was from Elise. We are so grateful for all the reviews out there. If you listen to the show on our website, send us a message. Like, we'd love to hear what you think. We'd love to hear your questions. That's not going to be going anywhere. Um, so it's always appreciated for anyone who's anyone who puts themselves out in the world in a podcast, in a blog, in a Facebook page, in any way, like I can promise you that your feedback is super meaningful to them and it's been super meaningful to us. Absolutely it has. So I want to talk about some of the things that we've learned. I sure do, because <laughs> it's been an eventful year and change. I, you start something huge like this. I mean, I mean, like, podcast is pretty huge. It's a big deal. It was super fun um, to move into this, putting yourself out there in this way. And then over the course of 60 episodes, you become completely different, evolved people. Mm -hmm. And evolved <laughs> podcasters at the very least. <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> All right. So tell us or something podcasters. you've learned and appreciated from the creation of our podcast. Um, okay. So my, my number one lesson learned is that I have a voice that's worth sharing. Mm. So, I mean, physiologically, I really don't, I, I don't, measure my voice in quantity of or quality of like oh I like my quote-unquote voice or not um but I really do over the I have learned to speak my mind yeah. a little bit better and learned to have more freedom with what I want to share and just know that someone is going to find value 
and something that sort of slips out of my mouth because it was supposed to. Like me. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I find value. <laughs> well, ironically, so do I. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I will listen to past episodes and I was like, whoo, that was, that was some good stuff that came out of me. <laughs> right? If only I'd listened to my own advice. <laughs> no, if only I took my own advice. If I only could like teach myself these things. Um, but yeah, that was, that's my first lesson is that yeah. I do have a unique voice within me and that it's worth sharing and that yeah. it, it occasionally makes impact in people's lives that I care about. So. I'm saying more than an occasionally, but yes, so, so true. That's a really good one. And what came up for me when you were saying that was, um, I'd say a really big lesson for me is like when I share, I process. Like yeah, there's totally. a certain level of processing you can do and like understanding and developing and growing on your own and you can do a, like a ton of that in journaling and reading and listening and studying but it's when you actually speak the words um and when you're in a conversation with someone and they and Tara and I like have such different opinions all the time so it's like we challenge each other to really think about why we think things and so there's so much growth that's happened just in the process of speaking our truths out loud. Um, so yeah, it's just really been a powerful way to grow, to, to speak what we think out loud, if to no one else, but to ourselves. And then we get the side benefits of it really impacting and being um, of value to other people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, good stuff. What's, what's one of your favorite lessons you've learned? Another one, um, well, first of all, that it's fun and that if you let it be fun, um, if you feel like it's a burden or if you feel like there's a lot of pressure or you have to say the right thing or you might offend somebody or then you start to get all in your head about it. And so if you're podcasting or consistently social media posting like more than pictures, but like content mm -hmm. um, or blogging or whatever your thing is like, have fun with it because when it's fun, it's, it's like coming straight from a place of like, this is who I am. I'm figuring it out. Like here I am showing up in my transparent self and, um, if you let the like intimidation of it or the worry of it, cause I could go there in my head so easy. Like every single episode we've recorded, I could be like, well, what's somebody going to think? Or what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if I offend somebody or what, God forbid I say something and then change my mind a few weeks later. <laughs> like what if I learn and evolve and I don't believe the same thing, you know? So if you just, people have gotten to watch you change my mind during an episode. <laughs> <laughs> But like that to me is if you just plan on it being fun, it's fun. Mm -hmm. You don't like move all that other stuff out of the way because you can't make, you can't make that impact that you were talking about. You can't use your voice in a way that is contributory to the world, to others, um, if you're stressing about it, so having fun, no matter what you're doing, whether it's podcasting or not, like have fun. <laughs> yep. yep. And I will, I will add to that, that 
I don't think listeners have any idea how many times we have like bailed on the recording of an episode or rescheduled or like gifted ourselves some grace and just said, you know, like we trust that it's going to work out by the deadline, but we're just really not feeling it today. And, <laughs> and not making ourselves hold to a rigid standard or like a rigid expectation in the recording and preparation and production yeah. of this podcast. Like we got into it too, because it was supposed to be enriching and fun and a new experience that we could grow from to not as a part-time job, even though it did take a lot of, you know, work at times. Like that's, that's part of making sure that it's fun is like, make sure that you don't, you know, get too rigid with yourself when you're yeah. really not feeling yeah, I don't something. Think we ever miss an episode until last week. Right. We didn't. And that's because we were putting our best ofs together. Sorry, everybody, yeah. but they're worth it. If you yeah. wanted to distill all of our favorite moments of 60 episodes or 59 episodes, they're going to follow this uh, conversation. So even not being rigid about it, it, it showed up, it worked. Right. And so right. like, yeah, one of the lessons I would say is like preparation is amazing. Planning is amazing. Scheduling is amazing, but it's also going to get done. <laughs> I love that one. That's one of my favorite ones. You just chill out and, you know, and know that you're going to show up because you said you would show up and maybe it's a day later than you said you would, but you have a schedule to get it out on time. And if you don't stress about it, it will. And there were times certainly where it was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel in the headspace to record. And as soon as we got started, it was like yeah. a complete shift of energy. There was never once an episode that we were like dragging through like no, oh what no. are we going to talk about definitely not because as soon as you click into that part of your brain it is fun it's impossible to not be fun yeah like actually i um tara and i were both super sleepy we're recording this one at night which we both <laughs> do and we were both super sleepy um and I am actually, what happens to me is that when I talk about this stuff, I get all fired up. <laughs> so now I'm going to be like, oh shoot, I could have fallen asleep in like on the kitchen floor before we started. But now I'm going to have to like wind myself down because once you get into whatever you love, the energy just comes through and the passion comes through and it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good segue to another thing that has become very clear to me over the last year of doing this podcast. Um, and that is how easy and fun and absolutely transformational it is to partner with yes. someone you love toward <laughs> something you love. Yeah. So like, I love you, Amanda. I really do. You are one of the most amazing women that I've ever known. And to get to share the amount of time that we've shared talking to each other and really getting to know each other on a deeper level. I mean, I've had conversations in the world. That it, it, yeah, right. Exactly. Like in front on a stage, <laughs> but I've had conversations with you that I, I have never even ventured into with some of my other nearest and dearest. And yes. that is so special to me. And there's just something to be said. When we started this podcast, we knew that it was like that. We knew that we had things to say to each other and that yeah. we would bring the best of each other out in this yeah. kind of format. And that's just so special. So we totally did, man. We, we really totally did. did. We did. We we called it. And it was so true because yeah. the other thing is like all of the reviews, if you look at them 
you know, almost all of them mentioned the great chemistry and the great back and forth and the great conversation style that you and I have and how complimentary we are to each other. And while that is true, the best part about that for us is that it makes it transformational and at the same time effortless. It is so hard for, for us to talk to each other and to really like, oh my gosh, the stuff just, the best stuff flows out when I'm talking to you. And that is really, really cool. Yeah. So when you find that relationship, set something up around it, you know, for us. I think it was it's really cool too that I had dreamed about a podcast for a long time. And I am the kind of person who like, I'm very like, go for it. Just like, go for it, do it. But not when it comes to anything like technical or business related. So like, <laughs> The fact that Tara invited me to do this podcast with her, I was like, someone's going to do this with me. Like someone who already knows how to do a podcast. Like I'm the luckiest girl in the world because I know I have so much to say. I know we're going to have so much fun together, but I am petrified to figure out how to do it, which is like, even there's one piece of how much I've learned and grown and changed since doing this with you like how much you've inspired me to like it's not that scary to figure out how to run a podcast <laughs> but before we started that felt like building a house yeah yeah there's no way I will ever host a podcast because that's just like though that's for the big leaguers right <laughs> <laughs> so um I love that about us too is that we have really different we have a lot of the same but we also have really different strengths and Mm -hmm. weaknesses and we are totally into like supporting each other to rise through whatever those are here here's a funny little anecdote for anybody who follows the podcast a couple episodes ago um amanda shared as a gratitude uh i think it was the abraham stuff or was that oh no choosing a mentor maybe but in any case, you talked about the Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks stuff and how you like, you know, dive down rabbit holes on YouTube and stuff. And I said that I've never listened to any, so that's not true anymore. So you binge totally <laughs> I haven't like, I haven't straight up binged, but I have listened to a couple here and there. Like when I have some downtime, you know, downtime, yeah. I mean, dishes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I will throw one on. And I happened to listen to one this afternoon. That's a perfect testament to what you're talking about in terms of the podcast. And she was talking about the manifestation, like instant manifestation when you just get all of the resistance out of the way and how this woman finds a $9,000 diamond earring that pays for her trip to the convention or whatever. And, you know, somebody ends up on an airplane by themselves because they needed to get to Chicago and they were just transporting the plane and said, sure, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, that's to me, is sort of, you know, that's what happened with the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do this, but I'm scared of this part. It's going to happen. And then sure enough, I was ready to do that part and all I needed was you. So. So perfect. So perfect. Yeah, Abraham, that's actually how I will wind down and fall asleep. Because <laughs> <Okay>. it <laughs> um, just like brings me to center. Um, but yeah, so good. So, so good. Do we have um, others that we want to make sure we point out? Things that we learned. Um, yeah, uh, for sure. Like, 
like we said, we will both go back to these conversations, not just to learn from ourselves, (laughs) (laughs) but also to, um, to see how much we've grown because we both have grown so in such interesting ways and so much has changed for us. Like I have, (laughs) it's crazy to think about when we started the podcast, I was like, solidly focused on one entrepreneurship track. This is going to make me sound like a crazy person, but whatever. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with a good dash of crazy these days. Started the podcast, I was on one straight track of entrepreneurship. I moved into a different path of entrepreneurship. And now I have landed at like my life calling, which is life coaching. So 60 episodes is just over a year. And that's how much has changed. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like proof. When you go back and look, like if you did have a blog, right? You go back and read some of your first posts and you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really cool to create something tangible like that, whether it's a journal or a blog or a... Um, it's a time capsule. Yeah. yeah, art. Even watching your art evolve, whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's like this is our art, right? Like yeah. teaching and speaking our truth and under figuring out how the world works. Like this is art for us. Like this is mm-hmm. our creativity, um, <clears throat> and it's changed yeah. a lot. Definitely, and I I'd like to just share from my perspective. I don't know that I have changed much. But this process has helped me get so much clarity and actually um, let go of the things that were still around that I didn't actually care enough about to warrant them having that big of a place in my in my life. And really, like, I I felt very diluted when we start first started the podcast, you know, because I had so many things going on, but I wasn't really giving any of them. Yeah a real focus or um, like the best of me. Yeah. So you let a lot go over the year. Yeah. There, and I'm still letting stuff go. And what's really cool is that as I'm sort of like clearing all of those things away, what's really, really important to me is still there and it keeps rising farther and farther Mm -hmm. up toward the surface. And that is, that is super exciting. And to me, that's huge personal growth because I'm not somebody who lets things go easily. Um, and getting to have these conversations and also to see what parts of us come up episode after episode, you know, or like things, you know, like your why work that was coming up even when you were doing Alfe. Yes. Now it is like a core foundational principle of your life coaching. And I literally had a call today with a client where I was like, oh my God, I never even understood that piece of my why work. And now it like is completely makes even more sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these things that are so important to you um, keep growing and evolving and changing. And, right. right. Uh, so seeing what I've carried with me, like, you know, that, that has come up after, you know, or during 20 out of 60 episodes. Yeah. Clearly that's a huge piece of what I need to bring into my future, you know? <laughs> you just said your husband binge, binge listened to them. So that would be fascinating. <laughs> okay, sorry for any awkward uh, 
and jolting <laughs> adjustment we have right now since we had to pause for a four-year-old emergency. Um, but thanks for understanding. And Amanda, I think that you were talking about David having binge listened to all of the episodes. I was talking about your husband, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, you were just them. saying that, like, um, you were saying that there are certain threads that came up in multiple episodes, and like, how interesting to sort of like notice those and bring some of them with you and let some of them go, and like, lots of stuff that kept coming back up. And I was thinking about him listening to many of them in a row and like what he learned and he probably saw the, you probably see more of those threads when you're watching a bunch, listening to a yeah. bunch one yeah. time than just listening or recording as we do more sporadically. But yeah. so I think it's just cool and fascinating. Me too. I love it. And then before in the four-year-old emergency, which she's fine, but, um, in the, in the break, we were, we did this, like, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> And then we launched into this thing about how my husband doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so he probably won't notice those threads. So another thing I learned though, like me putting myself out into the world, like I don't need, I do it for the people who need to hear it, who want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I do it for myself. I don't need that validation from him. It's not his gig. It's not his thing. It's not our relationship. And I'm totally okay with that. I think a lot of people would have some resentment around that. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay. <laughs> it's what yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, that's good, although that's a, that's a healthy and compatible relationship right there. Yeah, most um, just, just so you know, Dave, since you probably will listen to this episode, <laughs> I love the validation, but I'm not recording this podcast for you either. <laughs> Oh, Dave, I'm recording this podcast for you. Since my husband won't listen, I'm recording this for you. Dave, we are recording this for you. I love it. I love it. It's been so, so, so fun. And the like, I don't know if you have a bunch more you want to say, but I feel like we probably can wrap it up soon. One thing that I think is really important to note is that it takes a village. Like, mm -hmm. It takes us being flexible and understanding each other. It takes our families being flexible and going with the flow. Mm -hmm. And huge behind the scenes props to Kinga, who helped yeah. us so much of like actually getting the podcast in mm -hmm. on the air. Yeah, we get to do like the fun and glamorous stuff, and then Kinga does all of the work. So thank you, Kinga. We love you. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. you so very much through this process. Um, yeah, so there's just, there's actually one more thing that just popped into my head that I would love to share. And that's sort of by way of um, advice for the person who thinks that they do have something to say, or the listener who has always wanted to do a podcast and mm. is intimidated or whatnot. Um, you know, just do it. <laughs> just do it. It all, it all gets easier you know, everything becomes second nature. And if you just kind of crack through that, that first, you know, that first little ceiling, it's so worth it. It's so fun. And I think that's true for any, you know, any adventure where that helps you become larger, a larger version of yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, it hurts a little bit to I crack out of that skin at first. 
Like, like I didn't listen to the podcast at first because I couldn't listen to myself. I was like, I can't do this. This is horrible. Like, I just <laughs> can't listen to myself. Um, and then Tara kept saying she listened to them. And I was like, okay, I got to do this. And it, like that alone, what a huge growth lesson to just like accept your own voice. Like hear beyond the criticism, right? Yep. And stand up and have strength beyond the self-doubt and self-criticism and all that junk that gets in the way. And so, yeah, when you just do it, it's not always pretty at first, <laughs> mm -hmm. whether it's actually not pretty or it's just not pretty in your own mind. It doesn't matter. Just keep going, keep going, just keep yeah. going. <laughs> Sally forth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really always worth it because you're either going to learn something amazing or you're going to launch something amazing. Yeah. And even, okay. So this, this little bit too, even if you don't know whether or not it's something you can do permanently, you know, like they give you the advice of being consistent and the most successful podcasts are years old and hundreds or thousands of episodes. I still, even though we have opted to, to take our lives and businesses and relationships in different directions right now towards something that we're you know, as or more excited about or more passionate about, I have no regrets of only doing 60 episodes. Oh no. I'm like, had I, had I, had we episodes. talked about it in the beginning and said, well, do we really want to do this? And we do, do we want to invest in this whole thing if we only do it for a year? Right. I'm so glad that we didn't ask that question. No. no because I think that question. both of our logical selves might have said, I don't know. <laughs> I want something with more legs, more legs yeah. or whatever. But I'm so glad that we didn't prejudge the longevity or the capacity of this project because it's been super valuable and super transformational, even though it's just been over a year. It's hard to believe it's only been a year. I know. It does feel like longer. Yeah. But to, to, you know, don't not try it because there's no guarantees. That was the other piece of my, my advice. Do it. I don't think we we had any like specific hopes either. Like it was almost one of those things that like just felt like this knowing and this calling mm -hmm. to do, but neither of us were like, this is what's going to evolve from it. Yeah. <laughs> and what? I think we both wanted to do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. You know, we didn't even have like extravagant goals or benchmarks or milestones or anything like that, that we were judging it by. It was, does this still feel fun? Does this still feel like it's moving us forward? Does this still feel like it matters? And if those three things are true, then we wanted to keep doing it. <laughs> Which like those three, but there's a tricky line because when we decided not to keep going, like it does still fit. It does still yeah. feel fun. Some are still true it's, for sure. It, yeah, Moses. <laughs> it does still matter, but mm -hmm. then there's this piece like, is it moving it for us forward? Yes, yeah. it's moving us forward, but following our other callings moves us forward at a trajectory that's more right. in alignment with where we are right now. And it's just slightly misaligned with this podcast now. Yeah, right. But that's enough, you know? That's enough. So should we let our listeners hear some of our favorite clips, and then we'll come back and just give a quick rundown of where we're at, how to find us, what our next steps are. Yeah, sounds good. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. So today we are going to talk about healthy boundaries. 
This is such a huge topic oh, because yeah, totally. it plays into so many things we've talked about recently. When you can learn to set healthy boundaries for yourself, which I am not saying I have done, <laughs> but I am getting better at, is a game changer. When you have good boundaries, you know when to break a rule. Ooh, ooh, that is good. I like that. When you have good boundaries, you because every rule can be broken. I mean, unless we're talking about like the rules of the universe, like gravity. Which <laughs> but can also be broken with Yeah, it can also be broken. So <laughs> when you have healthy boundaries, you know when to break the rules. Mm -hmm. When you have rules and you're only following them, you find yourself triggered because you're like, I think this rule is meant to be broken, but I don't know why. If I knew my boundaries, I would know why and I would know how and I would know sort of what to do about it. Otherwise, you're just following your own and everyone else's rules without having like a framework. Amanda, let's just jump right in because this is a humongous topic. Today we are going to be talking about self-talk and we'll see where the conversation takes us. I have a weird gratitude today and that is that the color blush is coming into vogue again this year. And I love that. That's like my color, that like blushy champagne pink color. I freaking love it. And it's everywhere right now. It's basically like the color of a Himalayan salt lamp. Yeah, totally. You know, I love that color so much. And I love that it's like showing up everywhere. So I might have like a little bit of like stuff to add to my branding. <laughs> I might be having a little anxiety attack over here because that is, that is the color that like almost triggers me oh, oh no so feminine it is very and feminine. i am not very feminine neither am i interesting um i literally have like a visceral reaction is that the right word when i yes see that color, it could be yeah. when i see that color i'm like <laughs> so, yeah i don't know why i love it so much maybe because i you know i also live i spend a lot of time in yang energy and I have some very masculine, yeah. <laughs> I, I tend not to gravitate toward feminine stuff at all, except I do enjoy feminine clothing and I'm not, I'm not sure why, but maybe it is kind of womb-like and maternal. It is. There's a different energy to it than like a hot pink. Oh, totally. I'm totally cool with. But when you get to that like blushy, mauve um, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Like goes back generations of femininity. <laughs> I don't so know. not not vintage, but like. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm just going to sit and process that color a little bit. This is really interesting. <laughs> if anybody. <laughs> I, I would have had no idea that my, <laughs> my color love would. <laughs> bring this up. But if anybody has something to say about this, if there is some kind of like either, you know, feng shui or color energies thing that's coming up here and you have some insight, well, please do let us I know. I think I know what it is. And it's that that color is very much in the love and relationship area. If you're talking about feng shui mm -hmm. and in that area, it's all about receiving. Which is so feminine, isn't it? Really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave it at that and move on because right. 
Maybe we should change the topic of our conversation (laughs) (laughs) to the color blush. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we could just start about self-talk around receiving. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, wow. (laughs) Which is clearly the trigger for me around that color. And um, my self-talk around retrieving, receiving is very much like, I'm not worthy. Um, Yeah, well, I'll just end it there. (laughs) That's where the self-talk is. It's so huge. Mm. So when I think about receiving or I see that color and I'm triggered to think about receiving, (laughs) um, yeah, there's a lot of self talk about being worthy. Um, Mm. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, um, I haven't given enough yet. Um, so yeah, self-talk, bam, right there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so fat. And see, this is, this is why, like, as always, this is going to be the tiniest little tip of the iceberg that we talk about today, because this topic is so, deep and so pervasive and also so individual because I feel something entirely different when, when, you, when my self-talk starts regarding that color or even regarding receiving or, um, yeah. you know, like my, my self-talk doesn't go anywhere toward whether or not I'm worthy. It's, it's self-permissions because I drive myself to be strong and powerful and brave mm-hmm. and all of these things that I'm constantly telling myself that I need to prove that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, and I hate to keep like bringing it back to this color, but this is like the reference that this we're, fascinating. the rest, yeah. reference that we're working with today. But like, I see that color and it's like, okay, put this on and you have permission to just be this soft. You know, you have permission to be this vulnerable. You have permission to be like, you know, this, that it's a quiet power instead of the one that I'm always, it's, it's an internal, like safety in resilience or something. I don't, I don't know, but it's like, it's okay to be soft. And so in, in your, um, because I know you've reflected on your self-talk just because of who we are and who we mm-hmm. both have. Um, do you think your self-talk about permissions mm-hmm. comes mo- from experience as a child or like a cultural belief or both? And what percentage of both? Yeah, I think that it it's both, but more of like a self-imposed um, survival tactic than something that I learned as a child because I had a relatively permissive young childhood um, and after my personality was already formed did I find myself in a household that was extremely overbearing and controlling and manipulative but I like I feel like lots of parts of me were already formed by that time Um, so then my entire life became rebelling against those controls um yeah, so I'm I'm not sure. I'm well, not I just sure. Think it's interesting that I have little to no thought about permission to anything at all. I'm like, and see, I my entire life is about permission. I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so why is that so different in us? Like, where where do these things come from? I know for me, with the self worth. Um, a huge piece of it is just cultural and media and like, Mm -hmm. but then also um, definitely pieces of 
my childhood and yeah, I mean, I know there's stories in there that affected it, mm -hmm. but I also know a huge piece of it. It's just like, it's cultural and some of it's not even mine. I'm just carrying yeah. the weight of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just interesting to think about where these things get triggered in us and why they stick. What, like the thought about permission just like has no weight on me. Like that word, I have zero attachment to and in any way. I don't have an attachment to worthiness, which is crazy. <laughs> And I know that, I know that worth is like a big one for a lot a of lot people. Of women, yeah. And I, you know, I mentioned in a previous episode, the relationship that I had with my mom as a child. And, and that was one where I never, I could never question that I was worthy because I was told constantly, like yeah. for, for all of whatever other failures, I never questioned whether or not like wow. I was enough because I was everything to her you know, everything. I, and so I don't, I don't question that. And like, I, I'm, I'm not really sure, but the, the permissions thing, um, and it's not always like, it, I'm not looking for permission from anybody else, but it's just like, you know, it is okay to depart a little bit from where you found your power for me, um, mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to look exactly one way to be powerful and to be strong and to be whole. Um, yes, because I, I chose power, you know, like personal power a very long time ago as the only place that I could be safe was being strong enough to hold my own lines, to be my own team, to, you know, to take care of myself and everyone else who needed me. I had to be like the stone pillar, you know, and stone pillars don't come in blush. <laughs> conversation is based on the color of blush. The color of blush. We have our, we have our time. Wow. Weight loss and body image. Uh, I don't even know where to start except to know that this is such an important topic. Essentially where a lot of this, like both body image and weight loss comes into play is like feeling like you are enough as yeah. you can yeah. um, whether it's six pounds heavier or six pounds lighter. Mm -hmm. I wish that you all could have seen Tara tell her story because she was glowing. She was like literally glowing mm -hmm. um, because I could tell that she was nourishing herself and she did feel like enough. And that's why the number on the scale didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, now in perhaps at the end of 12 months, if you're still feeling that amazing about your nourishing choices and the number on the scale keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, start to I get think after one month, I, don't, <laughs> I might have a different reaction to it if it's, if it's a consistent thing. <laughs> but there's where you can get curious, right? Like, um, you, instead of being hard on yourself or feeling right. disappointed or feeling like a failure, you start to get curious and you ask for help, right? Like that, that comment is spot on because curious is what I felt instead of pressure or shame or failure. Yeah. Like any of those yucky things that usually equate 
in right. my world to like a plus sign on the scale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it did, it did engage that curiosity and I, there may be a pendulum swing of how my body reacts to being treated extremely differently. And I'm, I'm open to that. And I also like, I trust my body. It's gotten me this far and it has helped me do amazing things. And if what it needs to do is like gain six pounds because it's been really enjoying being regularly fed for the first time ever, <laughs> like, <laughs> like good foods that it can make use of, you know, yeah, um, I'm okay with that. Cause I trust that it's not, it's not going to lead me loving myself in that way is not ever going to lead me in the wrong direction, period. Mm. Um, it, it may help me figure out how to make even more nourishing choices. You know, like maybe I won't need to nourish my emotional side as much as maybe I've been doing. I don't know, but I love that you pointed out it's, it opens that door for curiosity, which can be so, so powerful as opposed to judgment. And this piece about trust is so important because you trust both your body and your mind, I guess, your heart, your soul, your your truth to guide you to the right place, right? Versus, versus trusting a weight loss program or a written diet from a book or, uh, right, when you put your trust in a weight loss program or a... Um, body image, whatever, and then it doesn't work, you're left, you're left scared, frustrated, angry, because you put your trust in something else mm -hmm. to meet the goal that you want to meet. Right. Whereas Tara's putting trust in herself and her own body and her own wisdom and her own curiosity and her own like self-guided desire to be who she wants to be in her body. And so that comes back down to that place of like, if all of these weight loss programs and desires and trends came from an underlying depth of like, who am I and what do I want to be in the world? And does it really matter what pant size I'm in? Mm -hmm. And all, you know, I just, I love that you brought up that concept of trust because I think so many people put their trust in something else or someone else or some program or not enough in themselves. Today, Amanda, what are we talking about? We are talking about um, parenting today. We're talking about, uh, which I guess, you know, it's just all interaction with human beings. But in the, <laughs> in the essence of parenting, we're talking about empowering our children versus protecting them. Maybe versus is not the right word, but where do those lines come into play? Where we're really empowering them to make independent, um, resourceful choices for their own lives versus protecting them. You know, I, I grew up in San Francisco and sexuality in general was a very open discussion. And thank God, because I was in a situation where I was absolutely at risk of sexual assault. I was four years old and at a daycare, a home daycare. Um, and this woman had a contractor that was working on remodeling her bathroom. And he took me into the back room and asked me if I wanted to see something funny and undressed and then asked me to do things. And, and we had already had this conversation with me at the age between four and five, where my mother had been comfortable enough 
being here's the power you have over your own body here are the power here's you know like here she empowered me to be able to say to this grown man at the age of four that's not funny and run out of the room tell the woman who had the daycare and protect my little sister so i will forever be grateful that my mother wasn't uncomfortable about that conversation of sexuality with a four-year-old I don't know what decision I would have made had I not had these conversations with my mom. So it, it feels my whole body has children. Yeah, if I do too, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm so beyond grateful that I had the childhood that I had of one that was empowering, especially in you know we always were raised that we had power and say over our body, and even though we had those messages from our parent, our parents. Um, the rest of the messages from the world sometimes clouded that out. And that is very, um, that feels extremely important for me to be aware of now as a mother, like what my role is in sometimes counteracting the rest of the messages in the world to my child. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to share that. It's not like a super easy thing for me to talk about, but I feel like it's critically important to the choices that I make right now as a mother to my daughter, um, that it is never, in my mind, it's never too early to begin yes. empowering our children to know that they are responsible to shape so much of their lives. Mm. Yeah, that nothing should be beyond their choice when it comes to their own bodies or the way that they live their life respecting when she does have a curiosity that even makes me uncomfortable. Right. Um, so like, can, can I mother her for her wellness and power getting past my own barriers and my own issues? Um, you know, so like, for instance, when, when she asks me a question that I would have thought she was too young to ask, not dismissing it, and giving her sort of whatever answer assuages or ans or like satisfies her curiosity for that time. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and not saying like, oh, you're too young. We'll talk about that later. Like, no, if she's old enough to ask about it, right. she exactly. needs to know about it. I don't want something else answering this question for her. Like it's, I, I love that responsibility. I'm totally intimidated by it a lot. Yeah, the person that is responsible to answer these questions for her. Um, but also, like, I, I cherish that responsibility. Because it's not, it's obviously not, we're not just talking about empowering our daughters around sexuality. You know, it's, it's all of these topics that shape our children. You know, yeah, I, I mean, want her to be safe and comfortable to push the limits in her own life and know that she will be okay on the other side. Yeah. Because that's what I am most grateful for in my own life, is that I will experience fear and also know that I will be okay. Yeah. That I can do this. Beautiful. Love it. Well, I feel like I just listened to all your wisdom for that podcast episode, so thank you. Well, I'm really sorry. <laughs> If there's anything you no, can was, we can totally do I just, You caught me off guard with that story. It was so powerful. And I immediately thought back to 10 years ago when my 13-year-old was three. And I was trying to remember, like, did I have those conversations with her in in whatever way? And which I think I did to some degree. Then also, like, did I just get lucky? 
or did she stand up for herself and and there's pieces of that that I'll never know um but yeah you you definitely caught me off guard and I appreciate that so thank you well thanks for listening and thank you everybody for listening and being here because yeah getting to have these conversations is such a huge blessing in my life right now and I appreciate everybody that's here to share them with us Welcome back. That was fun. <laughs> I, it was actually a really fun process, I think, for both Amanda and I to go back and pick out some of our favorite clips. Um, yeah, it was it was really fun for me. These some of these have, were so important, and I think I'll remember them for a very long time, and probably reference them again in other work that I do. It was hard for me to like. I'm like, how am I going to choose? That's crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. It was it was tough, and it did result in quite a few hours of listening to the podcast. <laughs> but Never anyway, we promised thing. that we would come back after our clips um, and tell you uh, a little bit about where we're going next and how much we would like you to stay connected. So Amanda, can you let everybody know how we can stay in touch with what you're, what you're embarking on now? Yeah, for sure. Um, my biggest calling right now um, is in life coaching. So my main focus in life coaching is actually co-coaching with another coach, just like Tara and I are co-podcasting. I have a personality that works really, really well with people. Um, And I work pretty well individually, but there's something about that just like the puzzle pieces come together for me when I'm, when I'm doing it with somebody else. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. Jen Helm and I have created this incredible coaching practice where we do just really, really deep work with women about, um, their like sort of aligning their internal space, what's happening in their hearts and their spirit and their mind and their brain (laughs) with what's happening in their space and how that's reflecting things back to them. And so our clients are just getting ridiculous results. We are getting ridiculous results with each other and it's been so much fun. So that is connected growth coaching. I don't have any coaching programs on my own right now because my focus really is in this co-coaching program. Mm -hmm. So you can go to my website, amandastarkingsley.com. That's still up and running. I'm not sure where it will evolve to, but connectedgrowthcoaching.com would be the website and then um, Connected Growth Coaching on Instagram, on Facebook, and our new podcast. I learned to podcast from Tara and I am carrying forth the podcasting journey. Um, (laughs) And I am sticking with the co-hosting format because it does work really, really well for me and particularly with our coaching program. Um, And yeah, that's it. Come find us, come follow us, come learn something about yourself. Our whole thing is rediscover who you are so you can thrive. It's just like really under embracing and understanding all of you the strengths the weaknesses the the hurdles the challenges and being like okay here's all the pieces now what am i going to do with them awesome. <laughs> and it's really powerful work so i have never been more excited awesome um, really well i am excited to follow you on your journey as it is separate from me <laughs> <laughs> i know 
<laughs> and I have I have been following some of what you've done with Jen and it looks phenomenal. And I also follow Jen separately yep. um, for her feng shui advice and wisdom. And I just think that putting the two together is really, really cool. It's very fun. Yeah. Well, so what, then, what you got going on, girl? Yeah. So I am stepping very fully into my undomesticated daughter's project. Mm. I have also a couple of identities. One is the book. Um, so my, my real calling right now is to gather those conversations and stories and memories and, you know, all of the things that, that need to be, you know, have their home in this book. And part of how I'm going to gather those conversations is by having my podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm being a little bit graceful <laughs> or gracious, I should say, with the launch of my new podcast. Um, I've been working on it for a little while already, but I'm not going to make myself actually launch it until my birthday, which is December 21st. Um, it's the winter solstice and the first day of winter and the darkest day of the year. So I'm going to bring my light on that day <laughs> as my birthday present to myself. So watch for that. It will be the un undomesticated daughters podcast. Um, and in the meantime, keep up with me on Instagram and Facebook at my all in life and the website where you can also go back and listen to any creating wealth and wellness episodes too. And that's true for Amanda's as well. Um, but the website is all in dot life. I can't wait to keep in touch with and you all. We are both on a writing journey together. So that may be our next evolution together is yeah. digging into some writing. So. Yes. We actually have a little writing retreat that we're doing in November, which I'm so excited about. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? I know. <laughs> it's going to come very fast though. I can already tell. <laughs> okay. So before we, we get to talking too much, we love you all. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Please keep creating your own wealth and wellness in your own lives and, and everything else that you're called to create as well. Thank you.